everybody. Welcome back to the Midnight Terrors podcast. I am your co-host Bucky slash Kevin here with Diamond slash Jason. How are you, Jason? Oh, I love it. You <laughs> Do you? Just, you finally decided to just let that go. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll just I'll just the roll names. with it. It's okay. No, no, I like the nicknames <laughs> going in. So, all right, cool. <laughs> you should you should go by uh, Diamond Jason from here on out. Diamond Jason. Okay. Diamond Jason. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody calls me Diamond. Anyway, I know. So. Well, anyway, uh, uh, referencing one of our characters, I'll just I'll just start yelling your last name every time. Diamond. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, Jason, it's good to be back. We just had a really cool episode last week with uh, Jay of SC Horror building some hype around sc horror and uh we had a, a youtube video component to that and we sat and talked with talked with him about poultry guys night of the chicken dead yeah <laughs> so <laughs> not my favorite movie <laughs> <laughs> no it was, but it was it was uh at least uh semi-entertaining yeah it was a fun episode for sure um, but yeah, a lot of content coming out lately, and I am so excited for tonight because we have one of my favorite people on as a guest, one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life, I think. Uh, we would like to welcome my good friend Charlie to the show. What's up, buddy? Uh, nothing much. Uh, glad. Thanks for having me on. This has been fun. I've been listening to the podcast, so this should be a, a fun time. Oh, yeah. I think you fit our our uh, our crowd just perfectly. The, I don't the, think the group that's of, true. The group, of, the, the group of weirdness. So. Yeah, <laughs> the group of weirdness for sure. <laughs> yes. uh, but no, I'm excited to have you on. Uh, I met you just this year through uh, our mutual friends with uh, Charleston's Absent Friends at the Rocky Horror event and also through yep. uh, Atomicon. And uh, we've gotten to, to hang out and get to know each other better. And uh, it's yep. been fun. We had a whole car ride together to shoot the shit about yes. random stuff. <laughs> So uh, I'm excited to to have you on, and I think we're talking about what we would consider your favorite movie tonight. Uh, yes, favorite movie, Jaws. <laughs> yeah, buddy, boy, are we going to need a bigger boat to tackle this one? But yes. uh, I I am a hundred percent in with this one. Right, this is a good one. I uh, I think it was when we were taking our drive up to to Myrtle for uh, the Charleston's Absent Friends Plan B from uh, Myrtle Beach uh, crossover show that uh, Jaws was brought to the table as as your favorite movie, Charlie. And that's how we kind of started getting the ball rolling on this. Yeah, it's a um, I, I consider it a holiday movie. You always have to like watch it and celebrate it around the 4th of July. So when summer rolls around, I get ready for all the, the shark themes. And so I was all <laughs> psyched. And so I was like, oh, it's time for Jaws. And so you I can't walk around the holidays. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to start quoting all the shark lines I know. And so, yeah, <laughs> we were we were having a large discussion about uh, the Jaws and all the shark uh, sequels and spinoffs that it is uh, um well, the, the funny thing too is um, <laughs> the uh, the week that my girls were born, um, they were actually born during our week. Um, so my wife and I um, were <laughs> watching Shark Week <laughs> um, the whole time. Uh, Boy, so and that was a and that was a sign of it, things it, to come for you, huh? <laughs> but yeah, uh exactly. <laughs> yeah that's funny um yeah i mean 
you all know listening that we're just gonna we're gonna gush about how great this movie is tonight but before we dive into that charlie first time on the show we always start the exact same way whenever we get a new guest uh as a horror fan where did you get your start in horror what movies did you see early on and jason throw the golden question Uh, what, you, uh... <laughs> um, what movies got me started? Well, um, I probably took a different route than some of the guests I've heard you have on. Um, I actually got started. I remember, and this will show you my age at some point. Uh, I remember as a little kid in the public library, uh, in the children's section of all places had, and I wish I could remember the the actual books I can describe them by, you know, visually there were bright, ridiculously almost neon orange, but they were almost picture book histories of the original universal monster movies. They had black and white images from those movies and they kind of gave like little descriptions of the movies. And I remember seeing those as a kid. So when it got old enough for when I was, old enough i guess you know driving my parents crazy when they would come on the midnight show I, you know i'd beg my parents let me stay up and watch the original black and white dracula um and i got hooked on that um because that movie is still spooky to this day um <laughs> and so then that spawned so the original um wolfman the original mummy the original um creature from the black lagoon frankenstein um I loved those. And so I got hooked on horror just from those original classics. Um, From that spun off my my crazy obsession with the bad fifties and sixties B movies. Um, I have a collection of really bad black and white um, science, horror, science (laughs) fiction and horror B movies. The, um, you know, the, the creatures from 20,000 fathoms and things that were, they were just churning them out, trying to be semi scary, but they got right. so bad. They were corny. Um, but that's where I loved them. If you're going to ask me what my favorite um, bad horror movie is of all times, it's attack of the killer tomatoes. So I go this weird <laughs> route of, I go this weird <laughs> route of like, yes, it's a horror movie, but you're not really scared of it. So, but I still love, like if it ever comes on on late night or there's a special showing of it, that original, um, that original Dracula, which the spooky music and the violins and you just sit and you can turn off the lights and have a giant bowl of popcorn and watch that and just be completely immersed in that movie. So that's always what got me hooked into horror was those original storytellings because the stories were good because they didn't have special effects. Yes, you can see the bat on the on the string <laughs> because that was their levels of special effects, but they had to be good stories to freak you out back then. And I think that's what really got me hooked on them. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, those uh, we we actually haven't dove into any of like the OG classics yet on the show. That's definitely something we want to want to get into because those movies, even you know, almost a hundred years later, have such a such a charm to them that uh, it's like, man, they're still they're still haunting to to watch. What's your what? So would would the vampire be your favorite uh, Universal monster? You think? Um, I guess I, if you wanted to say I started with the vampire was the first universal monster um being a marine biologist background creature from the black lagoon is probably my favorite of them um just because that was such a a new thing the gill man was this like whoa that was incredible and that was um 
starting to be a little bit more um, special effect wise. They were really putting it in there. The, the poor you know, scuba diver in the suit was, you know, <laughs> about to die in all those shots. But uh, and then, of course, yeah. they were spawning all these horrible sequels afterwards. But those original movies just really did something to me. And and, you know, I don't ever claim that, like, yeah, I'm a horror fan, but I don't go nuts like some people. I, I went from horror to the sci fi curve very quickly. But, yeah, those original black and whites just do it for me all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, so along your along your horror entry and journey, was there one that that scarred you along the way that you were like, Oh crap, this, uh, <laughs> what am I getting myself into? Uh, I, I will tell you the movie that scarred me when I watched it too young as a kid. And one that I still cannot watch to today that everybody else on the planet, um, raves about is I cannot do the nightmare on Elm street movies. Um, I watched the first one. I was way too young. Um, and this is because I had at that point in my life, I had seen Jaws. I had seen other movies that you could argue were more violent, scary, whatever um, category you wanted to put them in. But the Nightmare on Elm Street movie scarred me emotionally, what have you, for whatever reason. I didn't sleep for three days after that movie. Okay. I think it made me physically ill. And. To- <laughs> yeah. To this day, I can't do them. Uh, I think the only movie I can do um, is I did the Freddy versus Jason movie because that movie is so bad. It actually leans itself to doing a, a uh, my friends and I did a Rocky treatment, almost a shadow cast treatment because that movie is so bad. It leans itself to be made fun of. Um, it but is. I, it's so funny. Yeah, but I cannot do those original movies. And all my friends that are horror fans are like, it's the favorite movie ever. We got to go watch it. And I'm like, I'm fine. I will go, you know, <laughs> I'll go do my own thing. So that is, that is the one that traumatized me. And I like, I'll watch every Jason movie. I'll watch all the Hellraisers. I'll watch whatever. Um, but that's the one I just, I'll avoid. Oh, <laughs> uh, there we go. You, uh, Jason, were you scared by that early on as well? I can't remember the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Um, yeah, I was, uh, the, definitely the original. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I remember seeing the original when I was very young. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the following ones, um, it was that first one. Mm -hmm. That first one was really, um, was really traumatic. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, no, the, the follow-ups um, got a little cheesy, um, and of course, I was a little bit older at that point. So, um, yeah, it it just had a different effect on me. But that sure. first one, yeah, that first one definitely um, had some had some very real impact on me for sure. Uh, perfect segue to ask you this, uh, Charlie, because I still laugh about this. You brought up Jason Voorhees. Uh, if you please, you want to tell us a little story about when you first met, uh, Ari Lehman, who plays the original Jason Voorhees? Uh, sure. So I was at, uh, Con Carolinas this, um, past spring, 
uh, up in Charlotte, and he was there. He was one of the uh, the star hosts, the uh, star attractions. And I wanted to meet him for the one reason is I've got some really good friends of mine that I'm slowly introducing them to, to the joys of um, 80s movies, especially some of the 80s horror. And um, he had never seen any of the Friday the 13th movies. So one year when I was up and living in Columbia, we hung a a giant uh, screen on the side of his house and we basically made our own drive-in theater. It was October. The weather was perfect. We sat up chairs on the outside we projected this original movie um it was great they'd never seen it you know kevin bacon gets killed this is awesome it gets to the very last scene and i know what's coming it's the the famous surprise ending and i turn to look at my friend and of course jason jumps out of the water and scares the hell out of everybody and my friend leaps out of his lawn chair throws the beer up in the air and screams bloody murder which was just absolutely perfect so there there i am at the con and here's the guy and i go like dude i've got a story to tell you and i go and i tell him this entire story and he's like this is awesome this is great we gotta take a selfie and i'm like sure man let's take a selfie so we take one he goes no we gotta take another one and he's like rocking out and throwing the hand signs and everything and i'm like great and he goes like jason never dies and i'm like yeah no go say it with me jason never dies and i'm like jason never dies man and the the one of the vendors that's like at the booth next to him is looking at me and i'm like you better say it with me because he might not let me leave and he is rocking out so hardcore about this and the funny thing is he was great like he didn't try to sell me anything he didn't try to charge me for his autograph he didn't do anything but he's just up and down screaming like say it with me jason never dies and i'm like Okay, man, Jason never dies, but I gotta go. You know? <laughs> so, Very cool. Oh, my he, goodness. He was he was awesome. If you ever get a chance to meet him, like he, he was just the, the coolest dude, but it, it was so funny. <laughs> it's you told me that story while we were driving up to yeah. Myrtle, and I was like crying my eyes out laughing at that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and I mean he I mean Jason, if you look at the way that uh Ari Lehman looks, he is very much looks like a like a 70s rocker or maybe maybe oh. early 80s rocker. I mean and, he's got yeah. he's got skull rings all over his hands <laughs> and he was fist bumping me and it hurt. I was like, oh man, this is this guy's nuts. But he, he was the coolest dude and super friendly, but he just kept screaming, Jason never dies looking at us and I'm like, oh, man, I gotta go, you know. I love that. You were, I think when you told me about it, you were like, I would like to get away from you now. I, like, I would like to leave now. You know? <laughs> oh God. That, that story. Very nice. That story to me is hysterical. <laughs> uh, I, yes. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that on the podcast. I just, I've been laughing so hard at that for the last month. I knew that our, our listeners that have probably met him would probably get a kick out of that. Um, hopefully we'll get to interview him on the show one day. That'd be awesome. Uh, but, uh, I guess, uh, we'll dive into the reason we're here tonight, gentlemen, the 1975. Yep. There we go. The 1975. Yep. The 1975 (laughs) masterpiece jaws. So. It's summertime as we're recording this. We're about to jump into August, so we're not far after the time that this movie takes place. You know, time frame well, wise. Shark summer. Week, bitches. <laughs> we as we're recording this, yeah, I think it'll come out the day after Shark Weekend, so it's perfect for for us. But it's like 
a summer tradition for me as well to watch this movie. And I'm very curious to know, uh, we'll start with you, Charlie. When do you have your memory of the first time you saw this movie? Um, I was in the elementary school, I think, when I first saw this movie. And it was on, it came on TV. So I'm sure I didn't see the original full, you know, uncut version the first time. Um, probably because my parents weren't going to let me see it back then, but it was on TV. <laughs> so my parents were like, okay, whatever. Um and then what's really uh, fun about growing up the way I did is my parents, uh, my mother especially, was like, um, I said, well, like Jaws is based on a book. And my mother was like, oh, if you're going to read anything, she'd put it in front of me. So they're like, oh, Jaws is based on a book. You want to read it? And they gave me the novel. So I read the book it was based on. And that's like got a little more intrigue and character development of all the characters. So I learned. And so then it just stuck with me and every year I watched more and more. And so when I finally, it got, you know, came on, you know, HBO or whatever, I got to see the whole thing. I was like, Oh, this movie is just awesome. Um, I joke. The reason I have a Marine biology degree is because I wanted to be Richard Dreyfuss's character. I was like, this, <laughs> this guy's cool. He's a Marine biologist. He gets paid to play with sharks. Um, every time we went on a family vacation, you couldn't get me, you know, they'd have to drag me kicking and screaming. I have an aquarium because I wanted to go look at the sharks. So jaws for whatever reason, just stuck in my soul. Um, so I, I always will watch it. Um, people that know me, uh, my family members, friends cannot sit next to me if we're watching it because I will start quoting the movie from the beginning <laughs> to the end. And they say, it's like listening to bad stereo. Um, so I just, I love this film. Um, and it's just, it sticks with you. So, and I do love like it, it they didn't do it this year, but every so often the aquarium in Charleston would sometimes like show it like a big outdoor festival and you can sit. And even though it's rated PG back then because of the rating, um, the ratings that they had, um, it's not really what you consider a PG movie maybe for the time. And so like, halfway through it was never fail like by the time that you know stuff starts really getting scary there's always like a horde of parents like dragging their kicking and screaming children that are traumatized out <laughs> of the out of the yard because they're freaked out by this movie so uh, uh, it's great i i've always loved sharks and i and i blame i blame jaws for uh quote unquote <laughs> blame jaws for being the uh, the reason behind it <laughs> i love it uh jason do i don't think i've ever asked you this jason do you know the la the not the last time the first time you saw jaws um no i don't um obviously uh because it came out you know what 74 75 um so i wasn't even born yet um but uh i again i've i've talked about on the show like many films that just were just kind of always there that I've always uh, been in touch with or always been watching. And yeah, Jaws is one of them. Um, and once I get, once I got like a little bit older and realized how amazing it was, uh, you know, I just started watching it all the time. So um, yeah, there, there wasn't, I, I, Obviously, couldn't see it in the theater because because uh, of my age. But uh, you know, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, all of all of their films, um, I've always been big fans of. So, um, 
don't know the first time I saw Jaws, but um, I've always loved it. Yeah, I uh, I don't remember the first time I saw it either. I think I don't think I saw the movie in its entirety for years and years. Uh, I would maybe I was about to go into eighth grade. So probably 13 is the first time I saw this movie uh, from front to back. And uh, cause I got like a, uh, like a special edition DVD copy of it that had a booklet with behind the scenes footage on it and like a re revamped cover of sorts. Um, and I think that was the first time I got really into it because in that same summer I saw Jaws three Jaws 3d for the first time. <laughs> oh God. And I'm uh, sorry. Yes, I, yes, yes. I love Jaws 3D, dude. It's so dumb, but I love you it. You have to. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big Dennis Quaid fan, and like just the sheer concept of this bad 3D shark busting into SeaWorld is hysterical. Well, the 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 funny part is this it it doesn't even move. Like it just <laughs> it's like it's like this shark just like like the t- there's no the tail moves back and forth a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, does it? Like I didn't even think the tail moved. But it, it's it just, slightly it just, it's just like <laughs> it just kinda like ran straight into the glass yeah. or whatever. But yeah, it was it was hilarious. Yeah, that that scene, that fucking scene of the shark breaking the glass in the restaurant. <laughs> is yeah. legendary it's pretty good uh all, all the all the jaws movies for as as they got you can argue they got progressively worse yeah, them, they did they all they all oh, hold course. a special place in my heart just for the <laughs> for i love every one of them as, oh. as bad as yeah <laughs> even um even uh what revenge Oh, uh, the Jaws, Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> where the uh, yeah, where, where, where the shark roars, roars when it <laughs> yeah. jumps out of the water, <laughs> roaring, and, and yes. it's coming out of the water. Wow! Yeah. Like, it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> I that's the only one I haven't seen to this day is Jaws the Revenge, but I know that scene. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fucking terrible. But uh, Jaws two, I remember. I haven't seen it in a long time. I kind of remember it just being a little bit of a rehash of the first one. Jaws 2 actually is fairly decent um for what it is it has a um it it it, it kind of plays against there's an easter egg it um it, it has a callback against orca which was a jaws oh, ripoff that yeah. came off right orca. after jaws um and jaws 2 it's got a fairly decent story um there's a they they try to continue the story almost right after the first movie um just a few years later um and it's got an actually decent ending to it i actually um i actually do enjoy it it's not it's it's not the first one you kind of you lose a little bit of the first movie because you know what's out there you know it's a giant shark attacking people but um that's, that's the but, one where uh brody is uh slamming on the the the, power, the the electric cable the you know it's like yeah but, there you go yeah okay and it, but right, but it's yeah. a really good like for what they did it was a it's, it's a bad. fairly decent movie for a sequel you know if you're gonna have a sequel against like what you argued was considered the very first summer blockbuster ever 
the fact that they come out and the tagline for that one was perfect just when you thought it was safe to go back to the water because after jaws like nobody went to the beach because they were all scared to get you know yeah so yeah. It, it was jaws 2 i give props for what it was it was a fairly decent shark movie um yeah was it jaws no it was it obviously <laughs> went down a couple steps but it was fun i enjoyed it uh and then they just went off the rails but again yeah. but you have to enjoy the going off the rails when you when you're into shark movies <laughs> well i was gonna say any of the four jaws movies even though i haven't seen jaws the revenge i know it's at least entertaining any of the four Jaws movies are like probably miles better than most of the ripoffs that we've gotten. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know there's some that people hold in high regard, like uh, Orca being one of them. Uh, Alligator from uh, the, yes. from 1980. <laughs> Orca's Orca's pretty funny. Um, or, or, Orca's great ex- ex- uh, for the one scene at the end, which is the like one of the few scenes that's ever stuck in me. Is the orca is like chasing the guy around in ice flow, and he literally screams at it like, "What are you?" And I'm like, "It's a killer whale." <laughs> yeah, we've all figured this out by now, you know. <laughs> it's, like, it's an orca. It's an uh, orca, you know. It's a, but <laughs> I love it. Uh, I mean, obviously, piranha. That was another one. Of Piranha and Piranha 3D, like any of the great fish attacking yeah. people movies, are are were all spawned by you know, for Jaws and 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 Jaws being what it was. Uh, in fact, we again, as I said, we watch. I watch it every Fourth of July. I was watching it with some people that um, hadn't actually seen it, so I was getting in trouble for quoting the movie like I always do. So I was being hushed. Yeah. But 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 what I think what's great about it is is it. it it still holds up. So there were a couple of the jump scares in that movie and, and it has a couple people don't remember that they're thinking, you know, Oh, it's a, but a couple of the jump scares got people still like mm-hmm. some people that I was watching it with like screamed and I went, wow, this movie still holds up. <laughs> yeah. D- dude. Well, this... One of the great things about jaws is that, um, you know, with other horror movies, um it's it's great when you don't actually see like the killer or you know whatever it is and with jaws i mean you don't see the shark at like at all mm-hmm. until I mean, almost half until almost halfway through the film you know yeah you you see it um you know probably halfway through uh maybe even longer than that and um, a lot of that was because uh, Steven Spielberg has even said that, uh, you know, the shark that they built, like, just didn't work. Yeah, they were trying to make the shark work, but the shark kept sinking and whatever they built it out of uh, was taking on water and just just kept sinking. So... Uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, there were but, I mean, man, does this shark still look badass? You know, almost fifty years later. Oh, oh absolutely! Yeah. Like it's absolutely. it's one of the best practical effects ever. Oh, um, yeah, it's it's fantastic, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, just at the beginning, um, the girl that goes uh, swimming at at the first part of the movie, just seeing the way that she gets jerked down. Like, and just seeing her, uh, you know, like screaming and she's getting pulled down 
and you don't even see what's happening. You just see her getting jerked down and into the water. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's an amazing scene. Like it's, it's crazy good. And it is terrifying. Oh yeah. And I I don't, Dude, I don't go into the ocean. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't go into the water. I, I'm sorry. I, I do all the time. I, I, I can't help it. I, it is on my bucket list to to see a great white in the wild. Um, I'm one of the crazy people. I'll go in with or without a. I'll go in with or without a cage. I want to see one. That is just that is the number one thing on my list is to see a great white in the wild. Um, we've, I just uh, have to. We. That's awesome. <laughs> we've we've all seen that that meme on facebook right that said would you watch jaws like this and it's people floating in inner tubes like on the shallow ocean i i want i want to so bad i realize (laughs) that like i want to see it i will be so puckered like if i'm an inner tube i will be puckered up for the entire movie like i will be (laughs) i would not be able to relax doing it because (laughs) somebody touches me a piece of seaweed like you know it it's two two kids in a cardboard fin somebody does that i will i'll be the first to scream like a little girl because i will be so tense but i definitely want to be the person sitting in a raft watching jaws floating in a (laughs) right that's funny too because i i think uh what's it uh is it the first one or the second one um where like little kids are it, it was from the first one yeah and yeah yeah they're they're floating around with the uh like little fins on yeah uh, yeah. yeah and just screw people out so but yeah you you touched on this opening scene and you know later on before we see the shark we get a lot of those pov shots and people nowadays in film refer to that as the jaws shot because I mean, how many horror movies or thrillers have we seen the first person view? I mean, Evil Dead did it, Halloween did it. I mean, it's revolutionary at this point. And yeah, this... it, it was. And especially just those underwater shots. Mm-hmm. Um uh just seeing the people like swim in or just seeing their legs, you know, where they're paddling or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm like kind of seeing that POV aspects of their legs or just seeing that person like it's it's creepy as fuck. Yeah, like I, it really is. I asked it, my I asked my parents all the time, like, I would love to know the feeling of of having been there in 1975 and seeing this when it first opened and just that's the first scene you see. It's just like, oh shit! What did we get ourselves into? Uh, it's it's not till you have to get a um, the special edition or the special edition on Blu-ray when they really cleaned up the uh, the the imaging. Um, that first scene where she's underwater, she's completely naked, and when after they cleaned I it saw up, that. you're like underneath, you're like, whoa! You you actually can see a lot more than you did back in the day when it was on VHS. You're like, oh my god, this is almost you know trending into NC-17 level. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I watched this just today just to refresh, and I was watching yeah. it on whatever versions on Peacock, and like yeah. that scene pops up, and I'm like, oh Jesus, this is like hard R. <laughs> yeah, you're like, woo, you see a little bit more than they were. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we were we were seeing a little verge there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but I think one thing I never noticed is when cuz they've it seems like they've cleaned up the the audio a little bit too because there's a lot of screaming going on. 
And I never yeah. noticed I never noticed that Chrissy is screaming, it hurts, it hurts when she's hurts, being bitten. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God, this uh, is okay. so, this she's, is so brutal. She screams it hurts, it screams help me. Um, you know, she's a lot and and, and part of that was mm-hmm. she said that, you know, she's got their off screen on both sides and she's got like um she's attached to a harness and she's got teamsters like on both sides yanking her back and forth. So Ooh. part of that probably was true. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds pretty painful and uncomfortable yeah. actually, just being whipped back and forth. Yeah, it, it, it might have been that she was actually getting hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like they're like, she's doing great. She's like, wow, she's really acting. She's like, no, it's really yeah. hurts. You know? <laughs> you're yeah, a great job. She's like, no, fuckers are hurting me. <laughs> I mean, for being a, one thing that caught me today, for being a movie that's from the 70s, because the 70s was a decade of cinema that I didn't really like for a long time because they tend to be slower movies and they, you know, they take their time and, you know, really build. And then you get the big finale, like, you know, something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But man, watching Jaws like Jaws wastes no time. They they jump um, they they jump into it and then they have like the, the it almost gives you like the little um, tease and then it builds for a while and mm-hmm. then you have this story laid out um, and then it gets like hardcore. It's almost like you you get the okay something bad happened yeah what is it and then they have all these characters they have to introduce and then by the time you know, the shark attacks the beach and then they're on the boat. You're like, I'm invested now. You know, yeah. we're, we're, we're riding this out, you know? Well, like, like Chrissy dies and then immediately we meet chief Brody and then he gets a phone yep. call that someone's been, then someone's reported yeah. missing. And it's just like, shit, we, we are in it. And then immediately we just start meeting all the, all the characters like the mayor. And then we, you know, we get, when we get the second the, attack is when the, we get to the, the town meeting the mayor is uh okay so if you're for all your loyal listeners out there uh i i need that jacket with the anchors that is the one cosplay that i'm desperate to do <laughs> I, I if i if i can find that anchor jacket i swear i will walk around a con with a sign that says the beaches must be open that is the one obscure cosplay that i'm dying to do at a con <laughs> i love that that would be so sick um but I mean, I, I would say that, like, I see what you're saying, Buck, but uh, like, it, it's a little slower than than usual. Um, and you know, they obviously have the town meeting, and they have the pictures where they see the shark's eyes, and then it, like, it, it it's not until they get out on the boat and they're out on the boat for a while before, yes. you know, they actually even see the shark or, or get into it. Um, so it is, I see where you're saying that it, it kicks off pretty fast. It kicks off fast because you see so many people in, and then the beach you know, everybody running out of water and um which which is actually a good scene too. Uh everybody running out of the water and like the kids getting run over and you know, all of that. Uh but it's it's Uh oh. It... You there? <laughs> <laughs> Jason, you there? You dropped out, buddy. 
Yeah, the, 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 I, I don't know. The shark, the shark got him. <laughs> what, was the last, what was the last thing you heard? Something uh, you about were, the, the kids the kids on the beach. and then The kids the get run over yeah, when yeah. they all clear the water, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're all – and so it's it's that, it, like <laughs> – Sorry, Jess, like when, you, when, you, when you dropped Jason, Charlie was like, the shark got him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Sorry, keep going. But, um, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 when everybody's running out of the water and the kids are getting run over and people are getting trampled and stuff like that. That's a whole other kind of aspect to the movie that you don't think about. It's just that panic. Um, and once that happens, it it takes a, a minute to get to to get to the shark thing, and then you know even before they go out on the boat. Uh, they catch a shark. Yep. And not the shark. Yeah. <laughs> not the shark, but a shark. shark. And you know, Quint basically or not Quint, but uh Hooper. What's Hooper? Hooper. Hooper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hooper, you know, guts him and he's like, nah, this isn't it. Um, yeah. so yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of cool aspects to it. Well, I was gonna, honestly, rewatching it today, I actually felt the other way around that the beginning was like lightning speed. And then when we get to the boat is actually where it slows down a little bit. Cause it's a lot of them, uh, and not in like a bad way, like slow as in boring. I mean, just like, sure. that's where it's quiet and more like dialogue driven. Yes. I, I argue you get invested by the time you get the boat. Well, cause you get, um, and if you think about, and it's almost like all the great early horror movies, it's like the, there's not a huge body count in this. Mm-hmm. There's the, the fear. Like I always compare like my, of you go back to the, my, what we drank. If you're going to ask me to rank horror movies, like the second favorite horror movie being the original Halloween. Oh um, yeah. Michael doesn't kill that many people in that movie. Um, jaws bruce the shark he doesn't kill that many people in this movie like his body counts low it's like um two kids at the beginning the guy bites the guy's leg off he gets a a labrador which thank god we don't see on tv it's just um, (laughs) he just implied uh then he gets quint you know he, he doesn't have a huge body count but it's the absolute fear that that movie generates so by the time they're on the boat, you're invested. Like they're okay, they're going head to head. This is the okay, you're in his element. When they're on the beach, they're like, the water's there. I'm <laughs> I'm fine. But yeah. now you're on this boat, like we're we're in the fight. So that that was when for me it's like, you know, yeah, it's character driven. They're all talking, but I think a lot of it is they're talking because they're trying to keep themselves occupied for the fact that they're surrounded by water that this thing is is you know around them um and you know hit, hit quince like like you know soliloquies are just fantastic those make the movie you know <laughs> oh for sure and like yeah, the, yeah. the dialogue on the on the boat scenes are is fantastic uh hooper and quince uh banter back and forth is one of my yeah. one of my favorite things ever when uh hooper's like it's not a shark uh quint <laughs> and it's just yeah. like they lose it, but he's like, it doesn't prove and, anything. And then he starts making faces at him when he tells him to go and, do something. And I think that if you, you have to get like one of the super special editions, because at the very, 
beginning of the movie, like even before uh, Chrissy gets eaten, there's a scene where Quint is at a music store buying piano wire to <laughs> I told, rig. I told Jason to, about to this rig the other day. his leaders. So you you have to get the movie that has that in there because he's he's buying piano wire <laughs> to rig leaders for shark fishing. So that's already set up. So by the time it gets to that point, you're like. He he knows what he's doing. He's so that's like the the ultimate. Like you really almost have to watch this like giant super extended yeah. version of Jaws. To... I've seen that scene too. It's like a deleted yeah. scene, and that's Quint doing yeah. the ba 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 ba. That scene is so funny when the kid starts doing the bad notes, and Quint's like yelling yep. at him from from behind. Yep. Uh, I mean, I mean, let's just talk about the characters here. Like they're all amazing, uh, and like not even just our three three heroes but like i just love this town and this setting and all these characters that that we meet like one of the it's a character that you think wouldn't get much screen time but after after alex is killed our second victim which is like the death that makes you go oh shit nobody's safe you know because yep. we saw like an adult woman die and now there's this young kid that got eaten by the shark and it's just like what the fuck <laughs> And then when his mom comes to Brody Brody and says, like, you knew there was a shark there and you didn't close the beach and my boy's dead and there's nothing you can do about oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's that's just like, a, that's just like a pretty gut-wrenching scene. Yeah, yes. it's just like, damn, bro. Like, this is uh, this is intense. And yeah. you're just, you would think that you wouldn't care about that character because she says, Alex, Alex, and, like, disappears. And then uh, when she comes back, I mean... Uh, when she when yep. she come when she comes back, I mean, you're like, it's a gut punch. Yeah, uh, a lot yeah, of that's... the, a lot of the characters in that town are are, are really good, uh, and that's one of the reasons I really liked the, the book because he goes into a lot of the background in those characters, like the, one of the reasons, and it's not um, I think it'd be more interesting. You kind of get um you 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 consider the mayor the the bad guy um and in the book he actually has mob connections like he's funneling money through the hotels so the whole reason he wants to keep the beaches open is because he's got like you know mobs pressuring him to keep the hotels in open in the book so Holy that kind of leads him to like oh maybe he's not a bad guy just maybe he's he's got uh, you know, the mob is telling him that he has to keep the beaches open, you know, um, in the book, uh, in, in the book, Hooper and um, Mrs. Brody have an affair. Oh, shit. You know, they're, they're old college, oh, wow, they're old, that. they're old college buddies, you know, they knew each other back in undergrad. And so it's this weird, wow. like, and they don't, and they don't, and that doesn't come out until they're out on the boat, you know, so that, oh, shit. so there's this extra little bit of tension happening. So, so there's all this extra stuff that's happening while they're hunting this giant shark. So that's it's uh so it's just kind of a fun if you read that and then go rewatch the movie and go, oh man, this is really good now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. And uh, you know, again, like we do a lot of it's not really like tension in that regard, but again, you know, when we get to the boat and Hooper and uh or actually even before we get to the boat, Hooper and uh Quint going at it left and right is always always entertaining yeah. and just oh, Dreyfus cracks me up man he's I, he's so funny um i love his intro on the on the dock where he's looking for uh brody and he's like being the guy just doing his job and he's like 
it's not yeah. the shark and like the dudes get really mad at him and he's like yeah. i'm just saying it might not be the shark i don't need to get beaten up for it i love it hooper like hooper there's there's one point where uh quint pisses him off um and he's telling him to you know turn a certain way or he's just not driving the boat right or whatever and he he like puts his fingers in his mouth and is making faces. Yeah. <laughs> he does the fist um, and the fist and the like the fist thrust and then he does the stretch his yeah. face and his hands to it by his head. Like yeah, exactly, exactly. Yep, yeah. Oh, and so Richard Dreyfus is, is perfect. He's so good. Um, yeah. And you know, so of course, uh, like when they're out on the boat, uh, once they finally get out there. And they, I I think one of the cool parts about the movie, it they had a lot of problems with the shark. You know, Steven Spielberg, you know, was like just the shark fucking sucks. Like we couldn't do anything with it, <laughs> um, and so it it kind of drove more of a uh, more of a narrative, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, the coolest part, I mean, to me, is they make it interesting because they're shooting the barrels. Mm -hmm. You know, they're shooting the they're shooting the harpoons onto the shark and then attaching the barrels and the barrels are going under. And, uh, you know, they're just mystified by how this shark could possibly pull these barrels under because he's so big yep yeah and uh one of one of the other good scenes early on where before they get the barrel it's a piece of a dock when those one when those that pair of dudes are trying to hunt the shark themselves and they're like this is this is my wife's holiday meat uh (laughs) and they try to lure the shark the, the the idea of the shark became scarier than the shark itself, which was awesome. And so the, when you did see the the few times you actually saw just like the part of the shark, you got the adrenaline jolt, like the 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 famous scene where you know Brody's uh, chumming and he's not looking. He's just like, "Come down here and sh- oh, yeah. sh- shovel some of this shit." And he throws <laughs> it on the shark's face when it comes out of the water. I mean, that's everybody just you get that just ah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's... that's that's probably one of the one of the greatest kind of like shock points of the movie is when he is doing that chumming and yeah. you just see the face of it and you're well, just like, oh, shit. <laughs> so that is a good jump scare. One for me, the jump scare of the movie uh, is well, there's two, but I think this one takes the cake. Uh, so I was fortunate enough to see Jaws on the big screen in 2020 when like movies weren't coming out, they were re-releasing old stuff. Um, and seeing this on the, on the big screen was like a dream come true. Just hearing the, the theme song come through the speakers and see those, mm-hmm. seeing those POV shots, like on a big screen was amazing. And my friend had not seen it. Like either he, either he hadn't seen it in its entirety or he just hadn't seen it in a long time. Um, I think he said he had never seen it all the way through, uh, but he wanted to go. So we went and I, Charlie, I did something similar to your Friday the 13th story. We're sitting in the theater. Hooper and Brody are going to go investigate the boat 
uh wreck. oh ben hooper's yeah yep and they're gonna go ben investigate Gardner, ben gardner's uh, boat yeah. yep yep they're gonna go investigate the boat wreck or, or they're gonna go out on the water and then they find the boat wreck and hooper wants to go down and dive to see what's going on yeah he dies and yeah. i yeah. waited for this jump scare and i looked over yes. at my friend as soon as i knew it was coming when uh gardner's head comes up out of the hole in the in the <laughs> boat and it's that jump scare of that corpse head yep. he like got airborne out of his seat like it is <laughs> it is one of the greatest jump scares because there's no you know dropping the music or anything it just slowly floats out into frame and yep. it's one of the best jump yep. scares of all time um the other one that got me that i actually forgot about was towards the end at the climax when Hooper goes down into the cage when they're on the boat mm -hmm. and there's like, you think he can pierce his skin? He's like, no, I can't do that, but I can try or something. And he goes down into the cage and we get the full body view of the shark swimming by the cage. And then yeah. it just slowly, first of all, it's just eerie as hell seeing it come out of the darkness from the distance. And then it swims away back into the darkness and he's looking around for it. And then it pops up from behind Oh God, that's that jump scare, man, is so good. Um, I could see why kids would run run screaming from this. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, we. My favorite, my favorite part of the movie, um, you know, kind of midway in, um, aside from the jump scares and everything, is um, let's talk about uh, going off the Indianapolis. Mm. Oh yes, uh, and Quint, uh, just that whole uh, <laughs> that whole speech there, where he's like, you know, have you seen a shark's eyes? They're 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 black eyes. They're like dolls' eyes, and when they come to bite you, they roll over white, and then they chomp you, and like, man, it's so so creepy it's it's such a great um it's it's just a great dialogue scene um between him and hooper and it's it's one of my favorite scenes from like any movie and i've i've seen some uh recreations or uh you know people doing the same speech um, even in my kids' uh, Barbie <laughs> dollhouse <laughs> episodes, um, and it's it's just so creepy, and it's so perfect, uh, and it's it's amazing. I mean, I I think it's I think it's best monologues that I've ever seen or or listened to. I mean, it's it's just so crazy good. Yeah, I think uh, I think I remember hearing that that soliloquy is actually possibly listed in a in like the Guinness Book of World Records or something as like one of the one of the longest monologues on like in cinema, <laughs> because like it's like probably close to 10 minutes of dialogue from just Quint. It yeah. is. Um, and uh, it's funny, too, because they actually um they actually do it in uh chasing amy uh from kevin smith <laughs> and, um 
and they and they had to do it in the several takes because the first time they did it, um, he was so uh, Shaw was so drunk that he like <laughs> slurred the whole speech. <laughs> and then he woke up the next morning and asked us like, how bad was it? And these are like, so we have to do it again. And he, he nailed it the <laughs> second time, but it was a, <laughs> that's so funny. Very nice. uh, I mean, I love, I love when, uh, when uh, Hooper is a little bit inebriated as well, when they're all comparing scars and he's like yeah. laughing, yeah. Un- laughing uncontrollably about, uh, is that, let me guess mom for his tattoo yeah. on, <laughs> on, uh, on Quint uh that that i mean again that i love how that scene goes from super jokey and they're just comparing scars and then it goes into that serious uh tone and then you get you know the boat starting to break apart because you get another shark attack out of nowhere yep (laughs) yep um and i mean the like the climax is just legendary i the amount of times i've walked into the room and this climax is on television uh right when uh right when quint gets eaten uh is when uh is when i always manage to walk in and just quint screaming and trying to kick the shark away and then being inside its mouth and stabbing it with a with like a knife or something Machete. it's just like yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and every time he gets you hear that crunch from the shark biting down on him it's just like oh. it's just like <laughs> fuck man uh and then obviously the you know well, the legend Watching it, they were saying that was the one time that the shark actually worked. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's good. I mean that's good that it actually worked because that'd be unfortunate if it didn't. Because um, it, it is the climax, uh, so fortunately it worked there. Um, but you know, for the rest of the movie, because honestly, it like if you look at it, I mean, the shark only has like maybe. 10 15 minutes screen time is not much yeah. if that man and honestly my favorite sighting of the shark and i remember telling you this charlie i think the first time i saw this scene it actually like got a jump scare out of me and it's not a jump scare scene but when when the one guy checking on brody's son and his friends out on the out on the lake uh right oh, after yeah. the fake shark scare with the kids with the fin uh yeah. when the one guy checking on the on that group of kids gets knocked off of his uh off of his boat his, and then you see the you shark see, like you see the full side of the shark roll mm-hmm, up yeah. just vaguely yeah. under the water and it goes to bite his leg and you don't see the bite but yep. you see the shark coming up and then disappearing again that actually got a jump scare yeah. out of me the first time i watched that i was just like oh shit yeah oh, that's a <laughs> yeah it's uh i mean it's a great great scene and then obviously the the climax never gets old with a smile, you son of a boom. Smile, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yep. Uh, well, they, they, yeah, they like... Story I... Go ahead, Charlie. The, the, story I li- the story I like behind that is um, uh, apparently uh, Spielberg got some flack about because no one's going to believe that you can blow a shark up with the scuba tank or this this ending isn't realistic. And I guess he was like... Um, it's like he's he basically was just like I've brought the audience along to this point. Everyone's gonna love this ending, and like you you do like you need at that at that point in this movie you need that shark to blow up. Like you can't, mm-hmm. you know. I I guess the studio exists wanted the shark to swim away because they're thinking you know sequels or whatever. But it's like, like we needed the shark 
to blow up and he was right like we are all like yes thank god you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i mean absolutely i mean and i've heard stories from my just my parents and people their age talking about it like the theater erupted into applause when brody blows the shark up uh and i love too that you don't actually hear him say bitch when he says smile you son of a bitch you hear smile you son of a and then it blows up but and then you just yeah you yeah. just and then you just hear the gunshot yeah mm-hmm. and and it's one of the first or you can argue uh easter eggs in a movie because when the in the scene where the the body of the shark is sinking into the ocean with all the blood um he has the scream from the end of duel when the uh semi trailer goes over the cliff the roar from that is mixed into that sound effect because that was his, one of his first movies. So the the sound effect of the scream from Duel when it, the sound the semi goes over the uh, is mixed into that sound effect when you see the shark kind of floating into the. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I got gotcha. so you. If you want to ar- if you want to argue that's an early Easter egg, I, I tend to. But <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah that that scene of the half the bottom half of the shark just bloodily floating away in the water yeah. is pretty. Uh, there's some graphic stuff in here. The one dude getting his leg chopped off that just like bends when it hits the hits the ocean floor. And the scene that I forgot about is when uh, when Hooper is uh, opening up the the shark that they thought was the real one, opening it up mm-hmm. to t- see what it's eaten. And he just, just keeps throwing out license plates and like uh, yeah. <laughs> like cans and stuff. But it just oozes this white goo. And he's trying so hard not to like be grossed out. He's just like. It swam from from up like this coast, uh, or when when these uh, analyzing Chrissy's remains, <laughs> he's like the arm is severed. There are no internal organs. Can I have a glass of water, please? <laughs> like, so I, I I will freely I will freely admit in my uh, in my days as a marine biology student, we had to do a uh, it wasn't a shark uh, necropsy, but we had to do one on a some fish and all my lab partners and I of course were you know Jaws fans because that's part of the rule you have to be if you're a marine biology student so we spent the entire day in lab dissecting fish and Jaws quotes 100% of the time drove our <laughs> professor absolutely insane he's like we're doing a half ass autopsy on a fish and she's like wouldn't you people shut up you know <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to see that little little kid spill out all over the dock the docks you know <laughs> That's so funny. So that's rural uh, marine biology person. You just have Mo- to be a Jaws fan. Most marine biologists I know um, are, will will either ad- freely admit or you know to admit they're Jaws fans. So it's uh... that's funny. Did you? Uh, I think you were telling me on our on our drive up when we were talking about Jaws. Didn't you say at the time there was like some some uh, scientific accuracy with the sharks in here, but then there, they've kind of disproved there's... it later. There's a little bit of scientific accuracy because that's all they knew about sharks at the time. So the one joke about, you know, um, it is nature's perfect machine. It swims, it eats, it makes little sharks because that's all they (laughs) knew about sharks at the time. Um, So a lot of the books that you see that um, Brody's looking through at the beginning, those were shark textbooks. Those are all that they had on sharks. Um, And what was a a disappointment and sort of a law of unintended consequences um jaws spawned a an almost hatred of all sharks 
and caused a a almost a killing of any shark species whether it was a great white down to the you know little pups that you find anywhere um so peter benchley who wrote jaws himself actually you know admitted that if i if he had known what was going to happen he wouldn't have written the novel in the first place i actually have um on my bookshelf one of the you know why sharks are good books that he wrote um as as after that so there's a been in there's a in some ways because of what happened to the sharks getting a bad rep from jaws there was a lot of then uptick in shark research and so why we have shark week now and i i will say an unpopular thing right now shark week's getting a little commercialized if you want better scientific programs switch to nat geo because the shark week that nat geo does is a little more scientific than the stuff that discovery channel does but that's for your own you know learn about sharks the you know, i'm an environmentalist I'll, I'll you know hug the sharks i do uh but so yeah so when jaws came out and everyone read the book and saw the movie and got freaked out everybody went said i'm gonna go hunt sharks sharks are bad they obviously eat people and that at least got a big pickup in the understanding and studies of sharks to go, sharks aren't bad. They don't eat people. Sharks are important. Let's study them, get a whole bunch of more science out. So in a way, we've learned a lot more about sharks and why they're good, possibly because Jaws and why all marine biologists are fans of the movie, because we all watched it and said, I want to be like Hooper. I want to... <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, it's, well, it was and, a double-edged sword, but. <laughs> and really um, just kind of from what I've seen, um, and I could be wrong, but great whites aren't really the biggest attackers. It's more like tiger sharks and stuff like that. The The problem with the, the, the three big, if you want to unfairly name them, the man-eaters, uh, great white tigers and bull sharks are the three the the big ones that are usually what cause deaths um none of them eat people for a we're not a food source um right yeah but yeah. If, if if you think of a of a shark it's like I'll, I'll 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 use a an example of like a dog um dogs don't have hands so if they want to figure out what something is they'll get it in their mouth to figure something yeah. out mm -hmm. um sharks sharks do the exact same thing if they're very curious about something they will bite it um nine times out of ten um we are too bony and we don't taste good and they will spit you out the problem is they are very big they're very powerful and they're full of teeth so even <laughs> if they spit you out you are very hurt, you're bleeding, and you are panicked. Now, bull sharks do have a reputation of attacking anything that suddenly gets blood and starts freaking out because that's just their nature. Um, tiger sharks have extremely sharp teeth, so if they bite something, it usually gets bitten in half, which causes a lot of trauma. You bleed out, go into shark, and die. And great whites are big enough to bite out of you. There's not a whole lot you know if you survive yeah. you're very left you're very lucky but they're not hunting you for food it, most of the time these shark interactions are what the hell are you i'm going to figure you out i don't have hands to pick you up and so i'm just going to chunk you know um well or and they they mistake <laughs> people for 
you know, different food sources like a seal or something like that. They uh, they think that uh, you're something that you're not. And a lot of and so yeah, well they'll they'll and a lot of it's just an investigation. Like they'll investigate. You know, you're on a surfboard. Let's see what this is. Um, and and you very rarely, you know, you know, do they come back around? Like they bite you and go, I didn't like that. I'll swim off. Even if the shark has swum off at this point, or you kicked it off, and you know you stick poke it in the eye, scream, it freaks out, you freak out. Well, now you're hurt, and that's part of the problem. So, I, I, and I say this sounding very logical and I freely admit that if I ever am in the ocean and get bit by something, I'm going to wig out myself <laughs> because that's, that's human nature. Um, but I'll be the first person to say it wasn't the shark's fault. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think that, um, cause I haven't watched, I haven't watched any of the shark week stuff in like years, but when I was watching it, pretty much every survivor said the exact same thing. They're like, look, I'm in their, their home and like i'm just there like and this is just the way they live uh and none of them are like i hate sharks and i'll never go in the ocean again death to all sharks or anything like they all are just like yeah it was a surreal experience i'm glad i'm here and uh you know but like i don't hate the sharks for it and most of them end up being more of like shark defenders which i think is very cool yeah i i I look at it in several ways like if i go in else's yard and i have an interaction with their dog i'm in that dog's territory if i'm out in the middle of the woods and i run into a bear i'm in that bear's territory if i go out swimming the statistic is anytime you go in the ocean you're within three feet of a shark now that's not jaws but that's a species of shark Mm -hmm. you're in that shark's territory now if I'm sitting in my apartment and a bear, dog, or shark comes up to me, that's their problem. But if I'm in their territory, I'm accepting that risk. I'm accepting a risk every time I get on the highway, mm-hmm. drive next to a semi. So, you know, I get it. But so, you know, it's. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. It's, I'd be very, well, I'd I be mean, very, uh, very intrigued if a shark came into your apartment. Yeah, well, I would. I actually would be, I'd be the first person to go, this is so cool. You know. <laughs> Well, you'd if you're watching taking, Sharknado, you'd see me taking and... selfies with it. I'd be the, yeah. <laughs> the shark's like, Jason never dies, man. Yeah. I, mean... <laughs> no, but, uh, I, I think one of the things that I love about Jaws is that really you almost never see the shark. It's yeah. just like implication and then when you do see it it's great um and the effect is really good uh when he's <laughs> chopping quint down um <laughs> and it's it's you know it's it's one of those filmmaking things where you know they had so many problems and they basically couldn't figure it out but they they made it their own. So like oh, yeah. they were able to go like, Hey, like this thing isn't working, but we can make this movie work around it. I mean, and, and it's iconic it's, at this point and it's, it's something that uh, yeah, it is. they have tried with shark movies and just so many other movies to replicate what Jaws has done. And I mean, they they try <laughs> you know god bless I, them 
I will say the best version that has done it and only because they knew what they had and they were winking heavily at Jaws while they were doing it was the Meg. Oh my God. Yes. Um, if <laughs> if you watched. Say, who's excited about Meg too? If, <laughs> if yeah. you watched, if you watched the Meg, about, I'd say two or three of those scenes from the Meg were basically Jaws scaled up. Yeah. They weren't <laughs> ripping it off they were winking very heavily because they knew they were in a giant freaking shark movie, but they played it perfectly. So that scene at the end of the movie where the Meg is attacking the beach and like the entire, <laughs> what, you know, Philippine, Philippine Island or wherever they were is running ashore from this giant shark that is scaled up from <laughs> little Martha's vineyard running. I mean, yep. and they knew that's exactly what it was. And they're winking heavily at it. Like there were several scenes in the Meg where like, we know we're ripping off jaws, but it's more of a love letter. Wink, wink. We have a giant shark movie. Sure. You know, and, yeah. and so, but they did it perfectly. And so that's why apart from being a giant shark movie, which is, <laughs> it'll be on the list. The Meg was just perfect because they went, it's a giant shark movie. We're not going to take it too seriously. They took it seriously enough, but they knew what they had. So, well, it sounds like, <laughs> so, they're yeah. gonna, it sounds like they're going to amp it up for the Meg too. Oh, I it's love like them. I love like the Meg books. The Meg books are fantastic. Now or something. <laughs> yeah. Something so like that. It's like a, it's like a shark. It has tentacles and I don't know. Uh, the the the, <laughs> the Meg the Meg books. It. I'm just like the, I don't the know books, what this thing the, is. The, the the hero in the in the books uh, is kind of like um, the the guy from Jurassic Park. He walks around with a megalodon tooth in his pocket, like it's his <laughs> personal thing. And he, I mean, uh, it's just like it's his. I mean, it's that they're so over the the books are so over the top, and the movie just did it. I was just like, these are perfect, you know. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I just, the... like well, I, I think the best thing I, I think the best thing about Jaws, um, it, knowing that they really could make the shark work very well, um, just with the dialogue and everything, they just made it such a better movie. Like yes. they yeah. they were like, yeah, okay, all right, so. <laughs> This big fucking shark isn't gonna work. It's gonna sink to the bottom. Um, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna make it. We're gonna make this movie, and we're gonna make it about the dialogue, and we're gonna make it about the history and stuff like that. And it it's it works so perfectly. I um, think my speaking of animatronic sharks, I think my intro to finding out what Jaws was as a kid was going to Universal and being on the tram ride and the jaws shark oh, popping up from the side I, I am so jealous of that because it's not in the florida universal anymore right um, and i've i've always i've like i've wanted to take that forever so it <laughs> well they they expanded it into like a full-on jaws ride where you go through Andy yeah. island and you know yeah. you see the town like in destruction because of the shark and like yeah. but the first time i went on it i unknowingly what i was getting into picked the the right side seat oh yeah and that's I... where the shark pops up and it scared the hell out of me and uh yeah i was i don't remember how old i was but i was pretty shaken as a kid on when i went on that ride because not only do they take you through jaws they take you through uh one of those like simulator earthquake things 
uh, and oh, you see a yes. subway station fall apart and water floods in. They take you through. <laughs> they take you through King Kong, and he breaks your tram track, so your thing is shaken to the side. Um, and at nice. the end, they take you through the mummy, which uh, freaked me out because the walls spin. And then they're like, "Watch out for the oh. for the poison spitting scarabs," and they do this thing where they do the hissing sound with the crawling. And they turn the lights down oh. slowly. So there's like suggesting that there's bugs on the wall. And then they spit water at you. And like, it's like a <laughs> jump scare. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it was a great ride. I don't, it's sad that I think they still have it in California and they take you through the psycho set now. Like Norman Bates is unloading oh, a body from his car. <laughs> um, but uh, that's, you know, that's a, a tangent for sure. But uh yeah, I mean, Jaws is a classic. They do it's a similar... one of... What'd you say? They do a similar thing. Um, there's the MGM uh, ride at uh, Disney. Um, oh, yeah. And as you're going through, yeah, you go through um, you go through the Nostromo, um, the alien set. <laughs> I, I, cry, uh, I cried on that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I believe I might have to. <laughs> I I was in uh, but yeah, I was, the alien. I was older than you would think I was when I when I was bawling my eyes out on that ride. I was in seventh grade, and my my dad made me go on it, and I knew that the alien was gonna be in the smoke above my head, and I just yep. would not look up, and I was so terrified and literally bawling my eyes out. <laughs> Yep, he uh, drops the xenomorph drops out of the ceiling and spits at you. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I cried too when I was a kid. <laughs> Aliens, uh, another similar one to Jaws, where you don't see the the creature for quite some time till the very end. So it's the 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 the, the uh, idea yeah, dude, uh, I... the idea of the thing chasing you is sometimes scarier than the thing chasing you. <laughs> yeah, Alien is definitely yeah. very similar to to it's like Jaws in space basically. Yes, it's <laughs> but, Jaws uh, in space. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean We're big jo- alien fans. We are. And I don't I don't know if you I don't know if you play games at all, but they um they made an alien game uh that was the most terrifying thing on the planet. Yeah, it was. It was uh, Alien Isolation, yeah, which is uh, you're 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 playing as uh, um, Ripley's Amanda daughter. Amanda Ripley, Ellen Ripley's daughter, and you're basically living alien and walking through this abandoned space station. And the best part oh, about that was Jason, when he played it, had the, I don't know if anybody listening remembers the Connect for Xbox, where it was like you could talk to your Xbox and stuff. And he was playing yep. it one time and my sister walked in and the Connect hears whatever you're doing. So like when you're playing this, if you make noise or something, the alien will come out and kill you when it's hunting you. <laughs> and if you talk in the connect it'll hear it in the game and the alien will attack you and we were sitting there stiff as boards just as silent as can be and then my sister came in and yelled to jason for a question and the alien just charged the screen and <laughs> he died almost immediately <laughs> it was hysterical but no but... that game that game was so the game was so terrifying it was uh, it still is so terrifying but uh, uh i mean yeah it, so the like it's it's just a uh but yeah it's the... just a sneak game um 
you have to be very quiet. Um, you have to like sneak around, and the the alien, the xenomorph, is smart as fuck. Yeah, it and is. That thing will hunt <laughs> you down anywhere. Um, so it's trying to outsmart the alien. A lot yeah. of fun. So, uh, yeah, Jaws. Uh, it's its influence is just unrivaled. It's one of the greatest movies ever made, and uh, you know, it's there's there's not anything to nitpick. It's got great characters, amazing script, great practical effect, and just a fun movie and that you can watch anytime. But insanely fun to watch during the summer. So, I uh, oh, okay, sorry, I was making sure I didn't freeze. Uh, I'm glad we could finally talk about it. And uh, Charlie, thank you for joining us, my friend. This has been fun. Uh, oh, thank you. This has been a blast. So awesome. We will gladly have you back anytime. Anytime you can share the love. Anytime you can share the love of shark movies. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. We'll have to. We'll have to do a whole spinoff on all the like. You were. You touched on an important point earlier where you were talking about sharks not repeatedly coming back to you. And that's the most absurd thing about most shark movies now is that the sharks are just inexplicably, inexplicably evil. <laughs> like, yes, it's... especially with Jaws, the revenge that it follows them to the Bahamas and like, oh. <laughs> uh, or like the shallows with Blake Lively, where it or just, deep, it just deep blue, deep blue sea where they got <laughs> intelligent. And... <laughs> uh, it just, oh, man, up... Sam Jackson getting taken out in deep blue sea is like the best thing ever. Yes, that was a great. That's a great moment in shark movies. That's it. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to hit up some more shark movies, but we'll have you back on anytime you would like, Charlie. Uh, before we sign Absolutely. off, you wanna you wanna plug your um your socials? I know you have uh, a particular Facebook page that we were touching on earlier, and I know you're involved with the Tomicon. Uh, get your plugs in. What do you want to talk about? Sure. You can actually find me on Facebook under Kaiju Mapping. Uh, I actually go around to cons and talk about fun disaster scenarios like what would happen if Godzilla came out and attacked a major me metropolitan area, uh, zombie outbreak scenarios, and Sharknado models. I take fun emergency management <laughs> principles and apply them to sci-fi uh, scenarios and what would actually happen in a real world, a, a quote-unquote real world event. Uh, Kaiju Mapping, I am proud to say that it is the world's worst upkept Facebook page. I occasionally <laughs> post where I'm going to be appearing at sci-fi cons. I post fun scientific uh, journal articles and the occasional weird tidbit tidbits about science. Uh, I'm also currently, as of this year, the science track director for Atomicon here in Charleston. We're going to be having our 10th anniversary, uh, May the 4th and the 5th in the summer next year. Please come out. So we will be uh, posting a lot more things about that on across the entire social media spectrum, but you can find it on Facebook at Atomicon or Atomicon.com org or whatever. Just Google Google <laughs> hey. Atomicon. You'll be able to find it. <laughs> what's the uh what's the kaiju movie with um Anne Hathaway? Kaiju movie with Anne Hathaway. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Anne Hathaway. It's one where they walk into the um, they walk into like a uh, like a little park or a little like playground, and then when they walk in, then they are like I do, and start fighting. Um. Oh, I'm gonna look it up right now. 
I say, you got me on this one. <laughs> uh, I googled Anne Hathaway kaiju movie and uh, Colossal is what came up. Yep, that's it. Yep, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Colossal. Never heard of have this movie. Have you seen movie. that one? No, I'm going to have to look this up. So. It's a so, really good one, man. How do you... Uh, I will read this, uh, this little plot... Uh, synopsis here. How do you pronounce uh, the city? S e o u l. In uh, Seoul. Seoul. Yeah, Seoul in Korea. Seoul, Korea. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It says yeah. uh, Colossal is a 2016 science fiction black comedy. Uh, film stars Anne H- Anne Hathaway uh, and Tim Blake Nelson and some other people. And it says the film follows an unemployed writer who unwittingly manifests a giant creature in Seoul while struggling with alcoholism and an abusively controlling colleague. Yep. <laughs> oh so, my god. There we go. It's uh, a it's a really it's a really interesting one and it's really funny. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Colossal. All right. I'll have to go. look that up. If, if you like kaiju, <laughs> get at it. <laughs> awesome. You could almost uh you could almost turn uh, kaiju mapping into a podcast, Charlie. That'd be pretty awesome. Oh Lord, that's one more thing I need to do. <laughs> I know, busy, busy guy. I get it. <laughs> but uh, yep. everybody, please go check out Kaiju Mapping on social media. Please go check out Atomicon. It's shaping up to be an amazing con next year. You all saw how much fun that me and my friends had there this year. And uh, Charlie, thank you again for joining us for this week's episode. We'll gladly have you back on sometime soon. Oh, thanks for thanks for having me. Anytime, my friend. Anytime. Uh, and. Uh, Jason, that's it for this week's episode on the Midnight Terrors podcast. Everybody, you can get in touch with us on social media, Facebook and Instagram under Midnight Terrors podcast. You can shoot us an email at midnightterrorspodcast at gmail.com. And be sure, be sure, be sure to get your tickets to SC Horror Con in Columbia, South Carolina, where you can come hang out with us and some awesome celebrities, including Tyler Maine, Michael Myers, Tiffany Shepis. And uh, James Obar, the the creator of the graphic novel, The Crow, and so many more. So get your tickets and come hang out with us and everybody at SC Horror. It's going to be great. Jason, what is this show called? It's the Midnight Terrorist Podcast. Yeah, buddy. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We love you all. We'll see you all again next week. Peace. Peace.